Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio with last word on Spurs reflecting on last night's defeat in the Carabao Cup. It's your Tottenham fan show until 10pm tonight. And ladies and gents, we are taking your calls all night. Um, Yeah, your opportunity to have your say on yesterday's defeat. What you want for the future, what you want for the rest of the season under Maurizio Pochettino. What you want from Enoch International and uh, the people that own your football club updates from the FA Cup of course Arsenal being beaten by Manchester United at the moment two goals uh, to nil Bristol City to Bolton one is the current score from Ashton Gate will keep you aside everything that goes on in the Emirates FA Cup this evening but first I'm delighted to welcome on uh, the A-team from uh, from last word on Spurs Ricky Sachs is here so is uh, Jace and so is uh, Lee McQueen McInega how you getting on buddy yeah not bad sweet what's happening in your game tonight well, we're beating Arsenal too. Mm, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Fred, low key. Fred, uh, it's quite low key. No, it won't be low key. We, we, we'll build up to it. I think there's a few. There's a few of us in this judo hurting today um, after that uh, f- uh, fine margin defeat yesterday. Um, but we're going to get into it, I'm sure, tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll give it a good go. So hope we get loads of calls so we can uh, have a have a good old chinwag with the there, fans. There you go. Lee McQueen has called it already. He wants phone calls. He wants to hear your voices this evening. 0208702558. That's the number to call at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. At Last Word on Spurs. We love your tweets. We love your calls. Ricky Sachs, let's uh, kick things off, pal. 
Well, I'll be honest with you, I've been in an awful mood all day. Awful, awful mood. It's not often I let defeats get me down to this point where I am now. But having said that, I've just walked in the building and Arsenal are losing 2-0, so already I feel a little bit better. But I'm kind of left with a feeling if what if, what if Kane, Ali, Son, you know, are, are fit? What if Davis doesn't get injured in the first half? You look at Sissoko even, he's just come back. Eric Dyer's just come back. Rose continues to play despite having a knock. And I can't fault the second half performance. I thought Spurs played absolutely out of their skin. And for me, penalties, it is a lottery. And I am still, like I say, for me, I'm not proud of the result, but I, I can't be negative about the way the team played that second half. It was a fine performance. It wasn't enough, but as I said, I'm left with that thing of what if, because I do believe if we go into that Chelsea game with our strongest squad, I think we're sitting there in the final. Just my opinion. It's, it's difficult one to take in it because, um, and I'm not laughing at Spurs, by the way, I'm just trying to be uh, upbeat. But, you know, the, the reality is that last season we get that result in the Carabao Cup, we go through because of the away goals rule. It's classic Spurs, isn't it? Couldn't make it up. Um, difficult. I, I agree with you. I think the uh, the second half performance was uh, was very, very good. I'm, I am pleased for Fernando Llorente. Um, and uh, he wouldn't have been in my starting eleven because I didn't think he could play for um, uh, two games in four days, but he did. And 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 to be fair, Jace, didn't he stepped up, didn't he? Yeah, certainly second half. The goal he got, I, I was so pleased that he got the second goal or the, his his goal rather. Uh, and then of course he missed that the other chance. But you know, Giroud missed a hatful of chances on the he night. Did. I just feel that that it's wrong of Tottenham fans to scapegoat the whole semi-final onto Fernando Llorente when we had Kane, we had Ali, we had Son in the first leg, we hardly had a shot at goal. Mm. So were we any more of an attacking threat in the first leg with our best three than we were in the second leg? You know, we gave away a stupid corner through paying whatever he wants. Didn't need to do that. <laughs> it was a stupid corner we to had, give away. Llorente also contributed to that as well, yeah, Chase. We Let's had, not forget that. We had you? everyone's favourite goalkeeper let one straight through his legs. We had more and dire missed penalties. You know, the defeat was not down purely to Fernando Llorente. And, and for people to say, if Harry Kane plays, we definitely win that game. Well, Harry Kane's played four years at Stamford Bridge and never won one. So Inter- it's not as simple as just saying that. It's but, it's, sorry, sorry, but I was going to say, it's an interesting point. But, you know, at the end of the day... you. you, you you have to take into consideration that our, I've been banging on about it on this on this very show for the last few four, three four weeks that we have the best front four in the Premier League. I know it's a cup game, but best front four in the Premier League. We've taken we've been decimated. Kane and Ali and Son out of that best front four. That's got to have an effect. And in it, Ali Rick. always scores against Chelsea, always, and he always steps up for the big games. And I know Jay should right. Listen, we didn't play that well in the first leg. We didn't show match attacking threat. But I just feel when you take into account on the night where we was, we've taken them to penalties. You can't tell me that you wouldn't feel we've got a better chance having those players no, no, available. No, Rick, you're, you're misunderstanding me. Yes, don't get me wrong. I would have wanted Kane, Son and Ali playing last night. But the reason that everyone or so many people are on about is purely we've got knocked out because Fernando Lorenzo no, plays. No, I, I can't That's say ridiculous. that. He scored, he is, scored the goal. He's exactly. got us back in the game. You can't sit and have a go at Lorenzo. Exactly. He's got 10 goals in his last 11 games. All I'm saying is don't scapegoat the whole game onto Fernando Lorenzo. That's all. I don't think people are. I think I think what? there's a wide I think there's a wide range of criticism going for uh, for. Our know, I whole... think when we conceded the first goal, Lorente got a load of stick because he contributed to the build up of that. But I'm going to sit here and say it, and I love Toby Adavira, but he has to take his his slice of the blame too. I his wrote, defending wasn't good enough. I wrote on the WhatsApp group before and um, with all the lads as well, and, and for you guys, I said, look, all I all I ask for in that semi final from Tottenham is no mistakes. 
That's all, that's all we needed to do. We went there 1-0 up. We didn't need to go and press per se, although that's our, our, our game and that's what we should be doing. But ultimately, we didn't need to make mistakes. And uh, arguably, you could say the first goal comes from a mistake. I mean, yes, Toby makes a mistake. Yes, Lorente was involved in that. Yes, Gazaniga could have done better. But why weren't there no one marking the edge of the box? I mean, Kante's just run 100 metres and he just to have a go on it. So, you know, there's, there's a catalogue of... You know, not major areas, but a catalogue of areas, and therefore, you know, that that's what it comes down to. Arsenal have grabbed a goal back at the Emirates just before half time. Oh. Uh, Pierre Emerick or Bamiang with the goal after some very, very, very sloppy Manchester United defending, shambolic defending. Uh, in fact, so Arsenal won Manchester United. Ramsey involved again. Yeah, if, yeah. if United throw this away, I think I might top myself. Let's go to the lines 0208 7025. That is the number to call. Uh, Raven, you've called in and you want to have your say, pal? Yeah, thank you. Um, all week I've been feeling unwell. Yesterday was just, oh, God. It's just getting really, really frustrating just to reach those points like semi finals. What medicine do you need, Raven? Not- what medicine do you need? Oh, a bit, a bit of the old enthusiastico would be <laughs> definitely, yeah, some medicinal help from you would definitely be needed. But, you know, Jay, Jason was right in, you know, in what he was saying. As always, Jason's always, you know, is always right when it, you know, talks a lot of sense. The Oracle. Um, you know, we weren't much, we weren't much better, you know, over the two legs, you could argue that the best, the, the, the best team won. You know, I think we can we, we, we can say, uh, we can say otherwise. Although our performance in the second half, like Ricky said, was sterling, and you know, and obviously losing th- and losing three players. Whether if that was Liverpool losing Salah, um, what's his name, Amane and Firmino. Firmino. Same with City. Yeah, no, they were, you Same know, with Chelsea. They were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe less so City, but definitely, but definitely Chelsea and uh, and Liverpool. It would be you know, it would be exactly the same. I think but, you just got to put some you know, context so in. That was depressing, but but. I've also just really upset with Tottenham fans. Just, I mean, mm. it, may, it may be, you know, maybe the ones on social media, but they're just the constant whining and complaining, and oh, it just uh, annoys me. You know, we, you know, we got we've got to be supportive of our team. Oh, you know, oh yeah, Levy, go out and um, go out and buy. You could even argue that maybe Levy wants to go and spend the money, but it's Pochettino, the one that decides who he wants it's... to bring into the club, and they need to they need to fit the profile of players that he wants. So you know, I I don't know. I although I am I must admit I am mass. Oh, I'm yesterday. Before you carry on, I've got a question for you. Are you yeah. telling me that Mauricio Pochettino? Has been given a blank checkbook or a hundred million pound war chest. Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. He's yeah, been yeah. given that, and he's turned around and gone. Actually, there's no one I really fancy. There's no one I really fancy. I can't really get anyone. What's he waiting for? The next coming of Neymar or something? Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get. It. I mean, Jace, you're the voice of reason. Educate me, pal. <laughs> okay. We don't know what. I, what I would say is West Ham said today that Arnautovic is available for fifty million quid. Now, if Levy went to Pochettino and said, there's your 50 million... He's just confirmed he's staying, Jason. No, I know, I know. Yep. But would we say that, that Pochettino would want Marco Arnautovic with the ego and everything that comes with it? Would he improve us? Absolutely. But I don't think if Levy said to, to Pochettino, there's the 50 million, he'd go and spend it on Arnautovic. He wouldn't do. The problem you've got here, Rav, for me, is that you know me. I always want to improve the squad, but I don't think this window is right for us. And let me just explain to you why, from an attacking perspective... When Kane, when Ali, when Son returned to this team, 
unless there's anybody out there that is better than those three players that can come in and do a job now and hit the ground running, I just don't see where that player still gets games once those players return. That's how, that's how I see right. things. That's how I see things. Absolutely right. I think, you know, I, 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 absolutely 100% right. You know, the, the window that we've got to look at is, I mean, it may be an argument that we look in January, to, like we did with Mora, to get them, you know, to get them fitted into the, into the squad for, for the start of the, you know, the new season. Because, you know, you know with, with the way uh, Pochettino trains them, you know, you do, you, there is, I'm, I'm, I can, I'm sure, a quite big bed, bedding in period. But, um, you know, going back to your point, uh, was that um, I, I do believe that when it comes with Pochettino is that it's not even the skill set, it's their, their mental, how, do they, how will they fit in to one, his ethos, and how, they, and how will they fit into the team dynamic. And when he talks about team dynamic, it's not just how they play on the pitch, but a lot of it to do with Pochettino is how they, their character, that is massively, massively important to him. So, yeah, I think Pochettino... You know, you know, for, for whatever reason, is the one that has the final say on, on the on the transfer. Well, Reverend, I've got that... before you before you finish because look, we got we got to go, bro. We're 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 restricted by time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a question for you, and it's a simple yes or no answer. Okay, yeah? okay. If you have, if you go, if you go into the summer uh, 2019 transfer window, and the January yeah. 2020 transfer window, geez, we're in 2020 already. If you go into those two transfer windows, and Mauricio Pochettino is still your manager. And you've still yeah. got the same squad, and uh-huh. according to your sort of theory, you know he, he doesn't want to buy, or he doesn't want to spend, or you know he doesn't want to you know add depth to the squad. And you're in the same position where again you're, you're challenging for for that those sort of top <laughs> echelons of the squad, but you're not quite there. Would you still be happy? Yes no. or no? No. No, I wouldn't be happy, Robin. Thank you, Th- thank you Cheers, very man. much for your call, mate. We're going to have to leave it there, pal. It's uh, 8.43. We're going to take a pause. 0208 We want to hear from you this evening. What needs to happen at Spurs? Where does where, where Where's Pochettino gone wrong? Where's Daniel Levy gone wrong? Where's the squad gone wrong? Whose fault was it that Spurs lost last night? I don't care what your opinion is. All I care about is that you have an opinion and that you want to come on the radio and you want to talk about it. Tottenham fans, this is your voice. This is Love Sport. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Not much dancing from uh, Lee McQueen this evening yeah. in the studio. It's but it's still warming up, mate. I tell you what, it's like Arctic conditions in here. You're back out. Are you, you, doing, are you doing your physical jerk? <laughs> it's like that fridge again. It's, isn't it? it's like that fridge, isn't it? Sitting in here. Loving it. Oh, by the way, just uh, just a quick one, just to annoy Jace. My NFL team got to the Super Bowl. Get involved, LA Rams. Talk to me. 
This is a football show, pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's American football. Just yeah, bring it up. No, we, we don't. That's that's called. Come on, soppy boys rugby, innit? What, what um, a great day last Sunday was. A Fulham late last minute winner, and then the LA Rams last minute uh, field uh, FG couldn't make it up. Amazing. <laughs> there you go. A field FG. We absolutely <laughs> love them. Yeah, Manchester United have two field FGs versus <laughs> Arsenal's one field FG. Alexis Sanchez. Field goal, baby. Ale- Alexis Sanchez opened the uh, open opened the points. Is that, is that the phrase? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Opened up the points with a great <laughs> touchdown for uh, the Manchester Red Devil franchise. And uh, <laughs> and uh, it was Jesse the Dabba Lingard with their second elsewhere. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang got one for the London Reds. <laughs> uh, they're not London, are they? Kind of more Woolwich. They're playing in blue as well. Woolwich is in London, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know so it's it's, it's uh, well, there's it's one point to two at the moment in terms of field goals uh, in this <laughs> game. Um, chaps, in the race for the FA Cup Super Bowl. Uh, chaps, listener questions. Let's have one from Lee McQueen. Okay, cool. So we've got a, um, a question in from Darren at Darren. One eight five six five two zero three. So no, that's that's right, it. It. Go on, Darren. That's, his, there, that's his pin number. I'm going to try that on the ATM later. <laughs> um, we seem to be an unlucky club. Do you truly believe that Tottenham will ever get over the line to win Sank with these players? I think it's a quite. It's a good question. I think there's a lot. I actually uh, sent a tweet. Um, out to, uh, to the WhatsApp group and stuff yesterday, it's like, will, will it ever end? Or I said something to that effect, didn't I, to the group yesterday, lads. I do think it will. And I've got a couple of examples, actually, um, you know, of, of, of people never giving up. And I think it's absolutely really, really important that we don't give up. Don't give up on this set of players. Don't give up on, on where the club is. And, you know, people listening to the show, if they want to berate me for being optimistic, then absolutely fine. But I'd rather be happy and optimistic rather than negative. You know, you look at somebody like... In Lee, can you clap at the same time? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm clapping You've as well. You can't hear me, well. but I'm, I'm clapping. <laughs> look, the, rea- the reality is I do think that we would get over the line. I do think we will win something. But the key part of the question that Darren asks is with these players. And I have to say, at what point do we then start to say, look, it will be terrible in isolation to lose a Christian Eriksen, but is he good enough? It'd be terrible to lose an Eric Dyer, but is he good enough? Because you know, it'd be terrible to lose a Danny Rose, but is he good enough? Now, I'm not saying that they're not good enough and individually, but coming together, when is this mentality going to change? When are we going to get over the line? Could we, could we, by selling a Christian Eriksen like Philip Coutinho, come back in and improve as a team to get over the line? Let's seemingly, by the way, Liverpool haven't got over the line over anything yet, but seemingly, could they? I've got, I've got, I've got a very, very, very quick sort of add-on slash response to what you just said about Christian Eriksen. You sell Christian Eriksen. Do you trust Daniel Levy to that's, go out and yeah, spend that money what wisely? Point. What a good point. Do you trust him to? Because as you always say to me, you sold, you sold who? Bale. Elvis and you, bought the Beatles. Exactly. You sold Elvis. You bought the Beatles. We thought we did. No, we bought a we bought Atomic Kitten. Didn't we? <laughs> that wasn't that it? You, you bought the Saturdays or well, Insert think, Bandit. But do you trust him? No, no. Okay. To go so, and spend? so it's a, it's, a, it's a good question. I think that again, everyone's got opinions, and you know that's what the show's all about, and we want to hear your opinions. Um, but the but the reality of the situation is. That's proving almost a point why we're not going out and spending because they don't think that they can improve the squad. So we're in a kind of a bit of a conundrum. I think on, on Sky yesterday, they talked about, is this a sliding doors moment? It might well be, Rick. I think just back on Lee's, the question itself, and Jason's mentioned this before, that individually, they may be great players, but as you said, there, as a group, I still think there's too many individual errors being made collectively that 
I just don't believe that this team, together as a group, are going to get over the line. I do think that it's going to have to be a shake-up if we are going to move on and look to actually win trophies under Maurizio Pochettino. I think last night when you saw the individual errors, again, I'll highlight them, Toby Alderweireld, Fernando Loriente, Paolo Gazaniga. I know Gazaniga saw that goal late, yeah, yeah, but, but collectively that's three yeah, players yeah, there yeah, out of the 11 on the field, and you cannot make individual errors. Do you think he was right to start Gazaniga over Lloris? I think he was right to start him because he had to keep with him because he was the cup keeper. He's played well up to this point, Gazaniga, but I will say in response to Jason's point, Jason's spot on that. In every game Gazaniga has played, he has had a bit of a ricket in him and he's had them covered up, Jace. Well, I mean, Aaron, you've, you've asked a question and, and made a, a strange look as if to say you wouldn't. You're playing Arsenal tonight with Sergio Romero in goal, not David De Gea. So, you know, you're, you're one. But, but, you, but with, with all due respect to but Sergio Romero, with all due respect to Sergio Romero, he's Argentina's number one. Also, yeah, but I mean, you, you've still left your number one goalkeeper. He's Argentina's when, number one. When when else so? is he going to play, lads? When else no. is he going to play? I still bet. Well, I, 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 listen, I don't you have any regret over that. You have a squad of 25 players, <laughs> yeah. right? You have a squad of 25 players. Everyone's telling it. Everyone on Twitter, my Twitter's going mad with, we need signings, we need blah, blah. 25 <laughs> players. When are you going to play these players if you don't play How these How do players? other teams rotate? You just said it. Most, your, most your teams team will rotate a goalkeeper. No, no, no. Not a goalkeeper. Now. Not a goalkeeper. Forget a goalkeeper. It was the right decision. Yours goal is doing it now. Your team is actually doing <laughs> it now. But with all due respect again, Lee, there's a big difference between Sergio Romero and Paolo Gazzaniga. Massive difference. One of my best mates, a good, really good friend of mine, is just coming in, Nick, Nick Martin, he's basically said, look, if Lorente gets more game time early in the season, like the Kane coming off 60 minutes and plays a bit more, then ultimately he might, he might be more match fit that's or true. more sharper. That's so true. Like, so that's how you have to rotate. You can't have it both ways, Just fans. to be clear, Gazzaniga was right to play that game. I think 100%. he was definitely right to play that game. And before that, he won eight games in a row. Yes, he made a ricket. It happens. Having said that, you have to look at his kicking, and he played a couple of wonderful balls that could have resulted oh, in goals himself, Jase. Fantastic kicking, you know his distribution last night was was brilliant. So, you know, I'm not. I, I said Hugo Lloris is a better goalkeeper than Gazaniga last week. I'm not angry that Gazaniga played no. yesterday. I, I, you know, he's made a mistake, and the people that that send him would Hugo have saved it? We'll never know if Hugo had saved it. All I would say is, is we've conceded goals to Rashford and Gilfie Sigurdsson and a couple of others lately, and as soon as we conceded them, all my Twitter was, Gazaniga would have saved it. Now it's gone the other way. I mean, pick your goalkeeper and, and stick with it. But Just, that's what I'm saying about the rotation. That's what I'm getting passionate with, with Aaron yeah. about the rotation. You, if you've got a squad of 25 players, if you're expecting them not to play, like, we've debated this so many times, we, why haven't we got a replacement for Kane? Because they know they're never going to play. So, so, you know, it's the same with the goalkeepers. It's the same with the fullbacks. It's, it's the same with every cup competition. You you play 38 games in the Premier League, and if you're lucky, you play, what, another 10, 12 games in the cup competitions? Do no, you know come I mean? on. You're, you're, you're on four fronts. This is a 60, a 55 to 60 game season. Right. And if you go into that season so we should... thinking that way, thinking that your Canes, your Allies of this world aren't going to get injured or they're not going to have this or that or the other, then I'm sorry, that's naive. I, I that's didn't, naive. Uh, in fact, again, you've just proved my point. What I'm actually saying is, no, we need the squad to be able to rotate, which is why Gazaniga plays. But, but I'm, not ta- I'm not talking about Gazaniga. I think you need, you need outfield players before a goalkeeper. You've got a World Cup winning goalkeeper there. You've got a World Cup winning goalkeeper. I didn't turn around before to Jason and say, oh, um, you know, they shouldn't have played Gazaniga. I just asked simply, do, do you think Gaz- uh, Larice should have played over Gazaniga? But in terms of the squad, very quickly, I just want to pick up on a few sort of names and just say maybe this squad 
is is in a bit of transition. You look yeah, at people yeah, like Trippier. You look at you look at Trippier and Rose, and we, we've talked about fullbacks as well. You know, in the past few weeks, yeah, that's and how Wan Bissaka yeah. could be a good option. How someone like Chilwell could be a good option. You look at Aldevar, twenty five million pounds, and he is someone else's in the summer. Where who knows? And it looks like Davinson Sanchez is going to be his replacement. And then you look at some of the players who are on the fringes of the squads. Your Wanyamas, your Nkudus, your Janssens who aren't going to get a game. And you'd imagine Spurs want to ship it out. And then you look at someone like Llorente, who I think wants to go back to Spain. In the press, it's been reported that he wants to go back to Spain. So with this squad right now, I'm at a point where I'm thinking, who is one of Poch's generals, one? Who's there for the long run, two? And are you going to have to rebuild again in a year? Are you going to have to build around again? This is a big summer. This is a huge summer because I still believe that the summer's the time when you have to look at the full-backs. I think that is a situation that needs identifying pretty quickly. Central midfield is a big issue. And so, you know, you might say the second striker because Lorente might want to leave the club. So this is a massive summer for Tottenham. I said, again, January is not the right window for Spurs to look to improve the areas of the team they want. Because number one, as we know, the prices are inflated. And number two, the players that you want in January, they're no one of a, of a high quality because they're all on the fringe of a squad looking to move on. I, I can't tell you anyone. You know, Rabiot's been linked, but there's you know, a load of speculation that he might even want the move to Spurs. I think for Spurs, it's about the summer. I don't think now is the right time to go and panic buy and bring someone in that could have an adverse effect on the squad. It has to be better than we've already got. I want signings, but they have to be better. They have to be. 0208 70 20 558. That's the number to call this evening. At Love Sport Radio on Twitter. At Last Word on Spurs on Twitter. We're at halftime in both of our FA Cup games. Bristol City beating Bolton by two goals to one. Manchester United leading Arsenal at the Emirates by two goals to one. Taking more of your calls next. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Talking about the FA Cup there. Friday right? night. Not the Carabao Cup. Cup, it's just the FA Cup. They're now talking, about talking about the Milk Cup. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about some sort of cup. The cup of tea, mate. 
Friday night in the Madhouse. It's Love Sport Radio, uh, 558 at DAB Online and via Alexa Smart Speaker. 50 minutes played at a sparse Emirates Stadium. You can you can make out the white seats of the cannons. Very, very strange indeed. Uh, while that one isn't a sellout, no doubt Arsenal be reporting that 59,999 tickets were sold. Uh, no, they weren't. Uh, Arsenal won <laughs> Manchester United 2 in the FA Cup. The chaps in the last word on Spurs are in the building. Lee McEnegan McQueen. Yo, yo, yo. And Ricky and Jace. All right, boys. Hello. I've never seen Ricky like this before. It's really, it's kind of concerning me. He's actually, he's smiling a lot more he's now. He's smiling. But after uh, after them hip thrusts I was just doing at him, he was getting well up. Is it because you saw Lee's tight package? No, but... <laughs> Can Small I be honest? As, as I said, you know, listen, I get upset by league defeats, but the cup ones just distraught me because I just want to see this team win something and he's eating away at me. Last night, I'll be honest, I was inconsolable. I was so down you, about you it. You were down, mate. I was, you were. Honestly, I still can't shake it off. I'm trying my best to. Arsenal are losing. Please, God, that carries on. But I just want to bring in a question here, which I found quite, uh, wasn't funny, it's not the right word, but this is from Mitch at IHY Mitch says, do you agree there's no point in having two legs of away goals that don't count? And there was a tweet that went out last night, which I, you just could not make up, you know, the timing of it. The fact that, you know, the away goal rule was taken away the year that Spurs go to Chelsea. And, you know... It's classic, isn't it? It's, just, it's, it's, you, it's, it's almost Spurs. It's so Spurs. You could not make it up. We love this club, but God, if there's ever a stat out there or, you know, something that happened that was so Spurs, that's it, isn't it, Lee? It is. And look, you've, you know, you, you talk about kind of Mauricio Pochino. I'm going to say thank you because I read so much stuff in, in on the social media piece, the meltdown it goes. In fact, some, some of the guys were so funny as they were like, okay, here's my quick thoughts on it before the meltdown. Okay, night everyone and then they don't come back on because they know what happens. And, you know, mo- most of the time, you know, may- maybe these, these, these fans or whatever, they, they don't go, I don't know. But we... We absolutely applaud and love Mauricio Potticino. We when we're up in arms when Man United are linked to him every five minutes and this, that and the other. But the reality is that's three cup semi finals now lost in a row, uh, under Potticino. I think we lost a cup final, didn't we? Yeah, uh, yeah. when he first came in as well. Um, you know, he has built a fantastic team on uh, very, very small budgets as we've already covered in the first in the you know, in the first third of the show. W- would it be an absolute disaster for this club? If Potticino was to leave, because let, let, the reason why I ask this question, I want these callers and people to tweet me if you want at Lee McQueen. The reason why I ask this question is the belief of this club, the belief of Potticino, where we are going with what we want to do. Everybody doesn't agree with it. Nobody agrees with it. They keep coming out and saying they want a war chest. They want this. They want that. It is not the belief of the club or Mauricio Pochino. When Pochettino signed that contract, he knew exactly what his deliverables were. Get us into the new stadium, into a position where we can challenge for the Champions League. And we're ahead of schedule on that pitch because he's done a wonderful job. But everybody keeps questioning what what, what else we're doing. So surely the manager's getting it wrong, isn't he? He he must be in in the end. Or is it all down to Anink or Levy? What do you think, Jase? I think it's a fair point. I mean, I love Pochettino and I sincerely hope he's, he's with us next year. All I would say is, I think if Mourinho had had this group of players, they would have won something. That's not a criticism of uh, an anti-Pochettino remark too. And I certainly wouldn't want Jose Mourinho anywhere near our football club, even if it did bring a couple of cups. But I do think with the squad that we've got, which, let's be fair, our starting eleven is a a damn good side. It it is good enough to beat Chelsea in a cup final or a semi-final. It was good enough to win the, the semi-final against Man United last year and go on and beat Chelsea in the final. 
I think Mourinho would have won something at Tottenham in these four years. I'll, t- I'll tell you something so for free as well. Mauri- Mourinho would have spent and this squad would have nothing like it was. He wouldn't have spent according to you know reports because we don't spend any money, do we? Well, so he, he wouldn't have had anything to spend. Even, even without the spending, that, that, that first choice side, the Loris, the Toby, the Alderweireld, the Dyer, the Kane, the Son, the Deli Ali, the Eriksson, he would have had that side winning something. Let's go to the lines. Graham is a Tottenham fan. How are you, G-Mum? Hey, up, Tungy lad. Oh, it's on you, lad. <laughs> Neil Warnock on the phone. Neil, yeah. Neil Warnock would have won us everything. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> <laughs> he would have loved managing and Eric Dyer, wouldn't he? That's yeah, for sure, like Graham. Oh, Eric, lad. We'd have won the World Cup, I'm telling you. <laughs> Eric, lad. Eric, lad. Love you, lad. Uh, what do you want to say, Graham, pal? I was just catching on to the back of what Lee was just saying about, about Pochettino. And it, it's, uh, I think last night was... The actual end, not not the end, I don't mean the end like that, but it was just the tip of the iceberg for me in as much as I think we are all fed up of the rubbish that I, well, this is my point of view, but I'm going to go in on how I think and then you boys can answer it. I am now fed up of the, the be careful of what I say, the rubbish that you hear in press conferences of we are so close, we're, we're learning, we're, we're nearly there, we're, we're going to learn from this. It is three cups semi-finals in a row now that we have lost I don't care whether it's over one leg or two leg there is something not right with the management system that cannot get us consistently we consistently get to a semi-final and then they consistently let us down there is something there that can't there is not a winning mentality in that squad that will enable us to get to the final and end up winning something and if this I've lost what the project is and what the process is because that's all we tend to hear if the project was that good, five years down the line, we would have won something by now. The fact that we are now with this same group of players that he refuses to upset, this group of players are not getting any younger. They are not going to get any better. And without full investment into this, the current group that we've got now, we've said for three years now, this group needs three to four quality, quality players to take us to this next level. If you want to act like a big club, you need to behave like a big club. We are acting like a mediocre mid-table club, and that is the results that we're getting out of it. We've said now, like I said, for three years that we need top-quality players. We needed three to four. We didn't need a major overhaul. We needed quality added to the quality that we've got. They are not willing to put the investment in to, to do this, to upset the current lot that we've got there now. And Pochettino, I'm afraid, is in on this because he refuses to come out in press conferences and hint that if he doesn't get what he wants... He will leave. He's on an annual salary that us lot dream about. Why on earth would he come and sit there and go, he's under no pressure that he's going to get sacked? He's under no pressure that, you know what, you're not under pressure to win stuff. You're here to, to infiltrate and to, to get us uh, Champions League space. Graham, Graham, sorry, it's, it's Lee here. Sorry, I, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. I, I just want to uh, like, just have a conversation with you about that because I'm, 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 in, I'm in two minds as well, like, you know, generally, because I, I have backed Potticino for all of his comments. When he came out at the end of the Le- Le- Leicester game and he said we need to be brave, 
every single person on tw- everyone in the media said he wants money, right? But yep. he didn't mean that. He's already yeah. quite come out. He come out and said, we need to do something. What did he say, Jay? I need to do we something mad. To operate differently. I need to do yeah. something different. So, I, so have crazy yeah. ideas. I have crazy ideas. ideas. Th- them crazy ideas is promoting Skip to the first team. That's what yeah. he's talking about. And what our fans need to, or, or most of our fans need to understand, is that is our way. Under Pochettino, under that management team, under uh, uh, Levy and an Inc., they are joined up. They are not the ones that are, uh, that are um, uh, 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 fragmented. We're the ones that think that we're you know, looking them from the outside in. They are the ones that are joined up, and that is what they want to do. Their deliverable was to get into the new stadium whereby we've built a team on a pitch that can challenge to get into the top four. The fact that we've already done that way ahead of schedule now means our expectations as fans has gone through the roof. You know, five years ago, we would have dreamed about winning a trophy. Right now, all of a sudden, we're saying, well, hang on a minute, we should be winning the trophy. Well, and, and I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I think that's, that's how it is. And under Potticino, I do think that we will win something. And I do think we're, I've been banging on, I do, I'm going to name him, Bale. Now, to bring a Bale back into this, this team, mm. into the squad, that winning mentality, three Champions Leagues, one of our own, back in a homegrown play, ticks all the boxes. But that means they're going to have to change, I think, change the way structure again. And that's but not they have changed, but they have changed, Sorry, Rick, but they have changed the way structure. And that's the sort of stuff that the fans don't see. We don't appreciate that we signed Kane on a six-year deal. Deli Allen, six-year deal. We, don't, we haven't seen his contract. None of us have. But we know that it's absolutely ripped the wage structure to pieces. That is like that, two years, three years, four years ago, or 2013, would have sold him. That was, that's how the club has changed. Yet we still get grief because we didn't sign anyone. The crazy idea that Potocino had when he talked about being brave was, let's not sign anyone in the summer. And he did it. That's that's my take on it. Can I just say, Graham, I, I wholeheartedly agree with the majority of what you're saying there. And I totally agree that the squad for me does need significant investment in order to push it on and to compete if we are attempting to try and do so with the likes of Man City and Liverpool. The fact of the matter is you cast your mind back to Liverpool in the summer. They did go out and, you know, strengthen the areas where they were weak. You know, I've said that for but a... But they a, sold their best player to do it. They sold their best they player to do it. They did, they did. So but are they... we happy to sell Ericsson to get that well, done? The same the as Liverpool. The, the, the difference the is, though... My argument against it is that, all right, you, you know that they bought out Van Dijk for 50 million, Alisson for 50 million. That, that's ridiculous money, and I get, I get that. But they've gone and bought Shakiri for 13 million. Are you telling me that we couldn't afford that? And we have to sit there and watch. I, I know he's putting a fantastic cross at the weekend, but the likes of Nkudu <laughs> on the bench. It's a great cross. Um, uh, <laughs> Carter, it's hard rather, to disagree you, with that. Would you rather have had Shakiri coming off the bench last night to try and get us a result? Potch wouldn't. That's why he didn't do it. That's why he didn't sign did, him. That's, uh, what, that's what, what the point I'm making. It's not a Levy thing. It's a Potch thing for that. He didn't fancy him, did he? All, all I would say I, on Shakiri, when we were linked with him in the summer, I can remember the Twitter feed... Why are we buying a player from a relegated club? He's not one to take us to the next level. And, and we had it with Andy Robertson. When I, that I said that to be we fair had it about Shakiri. I'm not going to lie. I you said know, that. And you think, well, we bought a, a Jermaine Defoe from a relegated you, club. Do you buy Kyle Walker and Kyle Norton from Sheffield exactly, United? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, I think League One. But we have a snobbery. Them in with better players, they become a better player. Of course we do. We have, we have a snobbery amongst our fans. And we said it, you know, even earlier in the week with the, the latest boy from Hull that. It was this player going to take us to the next level? The same thing was said, exactly the same thing was said when we signed Deli Alley. So, yep. you know, I think that the winning mentality one's an interesting thing that, you know, when you look at that squad, I think there's 18 league titles in that squad. 
because Wanyama's won a title, Alderweireld's won league titles, Ericsson's won league titles, Vertonghen's won league titles, Aurier's won league titles, Lucas Moura's won a league titles. They've won numerous cups between them. Moussa Dembele had won a league title. Larissa World Cup. Hugo Larissa's won a World Cup. The, the winning mentality is in there. They just haven't done it at Tottenham. But, you know, when people say bring in a player with a winning mentality, well, we've brought in about 18 players with winning mentality. But what about a Premier League winner? Trophies. You may even argue a Premier League winner. Uh, well, but that's... that's that's going to cost you a lot of money. We know that. Of course it yeah, is. Of course it is. It's not just the transfer fee either, is it? It's the wages. Of course, that's the, the thing. That's Graham, absolutely outstanding call. Yeah. Thank you, Graham, Graham mate. Top you, man. Mate. Top man. I want, I want to just pick up on one one tiny little thing when when before we go to a break. You know, with Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool, it's an interesting one. It's a really interesting one because don't forget, when Liverpool had Brendan Rodgers and when they finished second in, in, in the Premier League, they were operating under a money ball system. They were buying players like Iago Aspas and, you know, hoping for, you know, Jerome Sinclair's and all that. They were buying players like that. Now, what happened then? Go, go, you were well, say- I've got to say, Aaron, I, I agree with you because they had, if you remember, Balotelli, yeah. Lambert, can you name yeah. the other Mignolet. four? But can you name the other four? There, they had. When you look at how they've changed uh, uh, their strike. Chan, like, was it? But if you look how they've changed their strike strikers now, Lambert, as I said, and I said, uh, who I'd just say there, even Carroll at one point. When you look what they've gone to from where they were. That's the sign but of our no, cup moves but, on. But that the difference between Liverpool and everyone else is that I think they realised when they brought in Jurgen Klopp, who. He's very similar to Pochettino in a lot of ways. In the way, you know, he's meticulous in his planning. He's a, he's a quality manager. But, you know, the trophies, there's a question mark over the trophies because he's been at quite a few finals and he's lost them. He lost two at Liverpool. Well, he has to win that this year. And the same way Pochettino might be under pressure. 100%, 100%. But very quickly, in terms of the transfer policy, the difference between Liverpool then and Liverpool now is that the Liverpool board clocked. If we crack on doing what we're doing, trying to buy these players who we hope are going to do something for us, your Sinclairs, your Lamberts, your Balotelli's, Aspas, Luis Alberto, they had a fullback, Manquillo, Moreno, Mignolet, flipping Adam Bogdan, the worst keeper <laughs> the Aquilani. Yeah, Aqua- no, well, no, no, this was, this was after Aquilani. This is after Aquilani. If we keep bringing these players in, our manager is going to see something. He's going to see a job at Real Madrid. He's going to see a job at Barcelona. He's going to see a job at Man United, Chelsea, whoever. And he's going to go, you know what? Yeah, I fancy that. I fancy a bit more control. And they gave Klopp control. And that is why, if you look at Klopp's uh, transfer windows, he didn't spend in his first window at, 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 uh, at Liverpool. He joined in in October. He he didn't spend in the January, but he, re, he has reshaped that squad completely because... I think he's realised, I can't keep doing this. And, and it's interesting, you know, Graham brings up the point, but, you know, we talk about Liverpool, we talk about Jurgen Klopp, there's pressure on him now to win a trophy, but he's in a better place. And they've brought in players like Shakiri because they realise, I mean, even Naby Keita, Naby Keita, you know, they, they've brought him in because they realise we've got an issue and we need to fix it. Two, two seasons ago, uh, Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea were going for the Premier League. We lost the title in the end by uh, by seven points. We recorded our best uh, defensive record. We had the best defence in the Premier League. Uh, we scored. We had more goals um, for us than everyone else in the season. We recorded the best points total ever in the Premier League history for Tottenham Hotspur. Yes, we came second. Yes, we were also the bridesmaid and not the bride that uh, that that season. The point you're making about Liverpool is a fantastic point but Pochettino's done the same thing at Spurs hang on at Spurs over the five years since he's been there he's done the same thing and that's why we're getting a bit agitated now because it's taking so long we've got to take a break what's the difference between Spurs that season 
uh, 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 and the Premier League and, and the season right now? What's the difference? Uh, we're having a better season in no, the Premier League. Everyone else has strengthened. Better everyone season. else we are having a better season around you this has year strengthened. Than we did and we year. can look at a team that Fact. are playing now, and we don't even want to mention them. Arsenal, a team who were playing Europa League football, went out and sat Aubameyang. Aubameyang, they already had Lacazette. They weren't even playing good football. But Wenger saw and he was like, you know what, I'll go and buy Aubameyang. We're he seven points in front of, uh, in front I d- of Arsenal. I don't dispute that. Seven but are you, are you, te- are you telling me, are you telling me, in the Aubameyang, are you telling me you wouldn't, Aubameyang is not a good signing for, for, for someone in January who's not even playing Champions League football? Uh, what's your question? Are you asking me if Aubameyang is a good signing? For, for the, do you not uh, think is that your, if, for that, a, if that's for a what club, your question is yes for a club he's a good who signing. are playing your if you're asking me if you're asking me if Tottenham season is worse than two years up. ago then I'm saying no, no I'm saying it's a Tottenham better season two years this year. ago the, the difference is people around them are strengthened some have got worse you look at the Leicester obviously they won the Premier League and you know that's never going to happen again unless you know we see another miracle they tried to strengthen it didn't work granted Granted, but maybe that's because they didn't have sort of the elite mentality that other clubs have. They didn't have the director of football. They they had the resources that they paid thirty million pound for Silimani. But there's other clubs Who? around them. Come on, Lee. Come on. <laughs> I know. I know. Come on. Come on. Come on. We we've got. I'm got sorry, to go to a break. We we got about. You know. I'd love to hear from you this evening. 0208 70 258. So much to talk about. Uh, it's going to get heated. It's going to get emotional. Oh, yes. Whatever your points are, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. Do you want me to come back to you on that now, Jace? Yeah, when you say <laughs> everyone else has strengthened, I'll take, I'll disagree with that. Chelsea that season were top, they're now fifth. They had Diego Costa in that side. They've now got Morata and they've had Batshuayi yeah. and they've had Giroud. Yeah. So Chelsea certainly... But they just signed Gonzalo Higuain. Because, because they've still not replaced Diego Costa. So you but, can't say Chelsea that, that, is stronger now do you know, with, with than all they due were respect, five years With all due ago. respect to Chelsea... With all due respect to Chelsea, I don't think anyone saw Antonio Conte completely losing it like he did. No, no, but I don't think anyone saw they're that. definitely not stronger now, are they? And you've even got Eden Hazard saying, I don't care what my manager says. So you can't say that they're stronger. Arsenal, yes, they brought in Aubameyang, but they lost Alexis Sanchez, who was their best player, when great they brought Aubameyang in. Great point. And Arsenal are still, what, six like they were then? Uh, uh, yeah, OK. But in, ter- in terms of Sanchez... In in that past year, who's had more impact on their side, Sanchez or Aubameyang? I'm, I'm not disagreeing. Sanchez with that. has been a shambles. Sanchez has been a shambles, but he was their best player, and they're still sixth, like they were then. And Man United are still fifth, which they were that season. Five hundred million. So yeah, Tottenham haven't improved. I'm, I'm not saying Tottenham have got better. No, we have. But it's not fair to say that every other club has improved when they haven't. That they've spent. When I say they improved, they've spent. They've tried they've to improve. Spent, you don't buy a player. You don't buy a player hoping. He, oh well, I hope he does. Or no, no, no. You buy a player because you have h- hopes and dreams and Aaron, optimism. For Aaron, him. I'm not disagreeing. They've spent. Your comment was they've all got stronger, and I'm saying they haven't, despite spending. Ricky, very quickly, pal. Joe, we'll come on to it. I was going to talk about Harry Winks's comments today that there wasn't any practice of penalties, but we'll bring it on after this one. Yeah, uh, well, you know what? When we announced, um, well, Paddy announced during the break that this man uh, was on the phone, there was a massive cheer. There was. There's such a massive cheer because we've been waiting for his phone call for a long, long time. He is the one and only. He is the Z-Man. How are you, pal? I'm good, man. How are y'all guys? Yeah. Z-Man. Z-Man, how are you? All right, Zach. Good. 
Good. Doing well, man. Doing well. So what you guys been talking about? I've been working. See, <laughs> <laughs> man, we're giving you the big, big up, and then you've been working. What's going uh, on? I do, I, do have, I do have a question. Go, Go for it. Question for you guys. Have Spurs ever got involved in this January transfer window with this pre-contract stuff where you're signing them and loaning them back? Frankie de Jong, Nabi Keita come to mind just recently. Have Spurs ever got involved in the window with a player like Deli Ali in that scenario? Deli Ali. Okay, Deli. Okay. Uh, but just, just curious, what, what, what is there any reason why we couldn't pull something like that off in this in this window? Because I think people want it now. That's the point I think, Z Man. Some of them sure. want it now. Sure. The Jared yeah. Bowen one's yeah. an interesting one because he looks like a, a fine young prospect. But the situation is that Hull might not. Well, Hull might be open to agreeing a, a fee with him now. The issue is that I think for a lot of these clubs, if you're agreeing a contract now in January, you've got that worry that is that player then going to have his mind, you know, focused on the move rather than being able to carry on and have the full focus for the club he's currently playing at. I think that's a big issue. So it's a it's a difficult one to weigh up. To, to be honest, I thought Jack Grealish would be that. Uh, you know, we were so heavily linked with yeah. him and nearly got it over line in the summer. I thought that there might be some sort of scenario going on there. But then, he, of course, he signed a new contract, didn't he, with Aston Villa. So, Zach, I've got a question for you. Do, do, you, do, you, do, you, on, do you find it to be cheaper in the, in the January window versus the summer window? Do you well, find these players that could improve the squad to be um, cheaper in the January window or in the summer window? I don't know if it's necessarily cheaper. I think the January window perhaps means there's a little less competition than there is in the summer, that, sure. that the, the player and yeah. his agent and, and the selling club are all happy to get into a real bidding war in the summer, which isn't so easy for them yep. to do in January. Uh, so I think that, that can work maybe in your favour in the January window, that's for sure. I think maybe the other thing on that for me also is, um, you know, the, the the fact that people can almost hold you to ransom a little bit more because, you know, you've got people that are maybe desperate in relegation places and that's why they go out in the jamming window so they're a bit more desperate. And also on the other side of the um, uh, up, up the table, if you're looking for a player to come and help you bolster, for example, the Champions League squad, all the most of the good players already are playing Champions League football so then they become cup tied don't they Jay so that's another problem they're so complex like I'm not just trying to always defend you know I am I want to see quality signings coming into our football club I want to see us winning things I generally honestly generally do but it is quite a complex matter and sometimes when you see these other players and they're coming in and it's you know like the Higuain deal and all that sort of stuff they had to ship out Morata to get Higuain in at Chelsea and Morata that would be like for us shipping, getting rid of Kane as Jason said last week and we're just not going to do that so it's quite complex and for me it's always the fit over the name and I, and I think you guys agree with that too yeah behaviours it's the behaviours the character the, sure. the, the person yeah. the way they fit into the belief yeah. and the philosophy and if they don't fit into that regardless of what skill set they've got they won't come into the club yeah agree Brilliant stuff, Z-Man. Thank you very much for calling to us this to you, evening. Buddy. Great Thanks, to hear Z-Man. from you this evening. 0208 70 20 558 is the number to call Ricky. Yeah, so we were discussing this before. We were trying to say before the break, but we'll bring it into play now. So I thought I'll fire it at Jace. Harry Winks has come out on the Friday and admitted that Spurs didn't practice penalties ahead of the Chelsea game. Do you think that's naive from Pochettino to not plan for all possible outcomes when Spurs played for me the majority of that game, sitting back, going to catch Chelsea on the counter-attack and going in with just a 1-0 slender lead? I'm stunned. 
because regardless of how we played on the night, a 1-0 up going to Stanford Bridge, 2-1 or a 1-0 Chelsea win is quite a conceivable result, however we'd have played on the night. So there was a good chance it would go to penalties. I think my prediction was it would go to penalties as well. So I think we should have practised them. And also, if you throw in there that three of our normal penalty takers weren't going to be playing... So, That's you know, it. Kane would normally take one. Sonny, you probably thought, would take one. Delhi, you thought, would take one. So not only are we, we should be going to a penalty shootout, there's our three regular penalty takers not taking them. I thought you'd practice even more. I'm, yes. I'm exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. How can you not be practicing even more? Exactly. It is, it is a weird one. You know, when we, as, uh, as fans of England, um, you know, the England football uh, team, we, we've gone out on penalties so many times, you know, from, from uh, you know, had that heartbreak. Um, and we always talk about as England fans, oh, have we practiced? Have we practiced? So to come into, like Jay says, to come into a situation where we haven't practiced them, I, I, I was a bit blown away by that. Think, again, like, what is going on? Mm. Why aren't we practicing, Rick? I don't know, but can we just take a moment to mention some of the heroic performances against Chelsea? Listen, the game will be, obviously, we won't want to remember it because it's a defeat, but Danny Rose, I'm going to say for me, that's probably one of the best performances I've watched in a Spurs shirt. He was phenomenal, up and down, up and down. I was devastated he didn't start the game. I know, Jace, you said it might have been perhaps fitness issues that might have been the reason why we did see him seize up in the second half. But for me, if Danny Rose could play every game, I'd have him in that team. Uh, Chaps, let's take a pause because after the break, we're going to kind of get an opposition view, uh, but we're going to have a chat uh, to a man who uh, who featured in the early 2000s for Tottenham. His name is Anthony Gardner and he joins us next. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Yeah, 9.34 across the capital, Friday night, it's uh, your Tottenham Hotspur fan show. It's very, very weird to have you guys, but usually it's Friday night in Millwall, you know, and, and that's a bit that's lively, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it gets quite, it gets quite, you lively. know... Um, We've been quite lively tonight, though. No, not lively, it gets quite, um, you know, the topics sort of stray. Yeah. The cutting edge, is it? Yeah. yeah. Something about that. <laughs> something so, something like that. Uh, let's talk now to a man who joined Spurs in the year 2000, signed by George Graham from Port Vale. Anthony Gardner spent eight seasons at the Spurs and also won an England cap as well, partnering some brilliant players at centre-half. Chaps, I was asking for your sort of memories. You know, Lady King, uh, he played with Chris Perry, must have been in there. Of course, Wouldn't God rest his soul, Dean Richards as well. Dean, you know, Dean, yeah. Big wow. Dean, absolute top, top centre-half. Uh, Anthony, um... Welcome to the show, first and foremost. Good evening. Uh, secondly, um, I mean, can you can you list or can you maybe rank? You know, the best uh, centre half partners you played with. Um, the best, obviously, is probably Ledley. Yes, I would say mm, like, yeah, all round for all round all round ability. Um, <laughs> not just as a defender, he's probably up there as all round all round ability. Probably in the top three that I've uh, that I'd played with throughout my career. I'd say like yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, 
um, that was, would have been a pretty tough game past him. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Um, I mean, you arrived at Spurs in 2000 under yeah. uh, George Graham. You saw quite a few managers. You saw a lot of change at the club. Um, yeah. Give us some of your, sort of your your best memories, some of your best and worst times. Um, well, first of all, like, yeah, well, obviously over the years it was, it was uh, at Spurs, it was, uh, it was a time of uh, transition when I think when I first went there. Um and then over the and over the the next five or six years, there was I'll probably had as many managers as many years I was there, like probably a manager every other season. Like so, it wasn't a time of um, of solidity. Time to change now. Um, it's, it's a lot more solid at the club now, which is which goes well for Spurs, and that's it, it's showing how well they're doing. Um, going back, probably one of my be- one of my best moments uh, I remember was it was actually a cup semi final. We played uh, maybe two thousand and two. 2001 or 2002. 2003, that was against, wasn't it? 2003, was it? Against Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Everson yeah. scored, yeah. didn't it? Was it a 5-1-er? It was a 5 one Yeah. We, we, got beat, we got beat at the bridge 2-1, I think. Um, and then we went back to White Hart Lane. Obviously, need to get a result. And then we won 5-1 and got to the final. But then ended up getting beat in the final, which was um, not as we foresaw. But, like, um, yeah, that was one of my... That was one of my Early good memories of everything uh, at Spurs, like, yeah. Very quickly, uh, Anthony, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Manchester United have grabbed a third. Anthony Martial with the goal. Uh, Paul Pogba with a shot. Petr Cech parrying out straight into Martial, who side-footed at home uh, on his uh, his right boot. It looks like Manchester United are progressing to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Jubilant celebrations on the bench there. Chaps. Anthony, I want to ask you, Ricky Saxer, I hope you're well. Not bad, not bad, thank you. We're just trying to get over the game against Chelsea. What was your yeah. thoughts on the game overall? Just, you know, being a player like you are, you look watching this Spurs team as they as they are at the moment, mm. what do you feel it's lacking to get over the line out of interest? Um, I think it was always going to be tough for the bridge. Um, it was always going to be a matter of how, 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 who started a better team, I think, and obviously like Chelsea showed their intent pretty early on, putting was under a lot of pressure, having a lot of possession. And unfortunately, they score first. Like so, when they score first at home, it's going to be tough. Um, but I, I think I think that, that second half, he came out and had a good goal. Like you know, it's it's it was obviously it's a cup tie. Like you can't leave anything at home. Like you have to go there and try and get a result. Um, fortunately, he couldn't. Like there was, and we obviously had three key players missing, which was was always going to be difficult as well. That hurts a lot, didn't it, Anthony? Having them players missing in in, in such a which is almost like a grudge match now, isn't it, between Tottenham and Chelsea? Jay says yeah. this all the time, you know. Obviously, you know, the rivals over the years has always been uh, kind of the Arsenal, if you like. But actually, with this group of players, you know, the the Battle of the Bridge a few years ago, halting our title challenge against Leicester, beating us to the title the year after. Mm. You know, there's a bit of needle, I suppose, in between them. So to, to, to not have your best... Two final. semi-finals and a final. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it is a tough one to take for us. Yeah, it's it's a tough one to swallow. Obviously, like that. Well, now we're talking about the two top teams in London, like so. That's where the rivalry is, and I like obviously like Arsenal fans will be probably happy saying that, but that, that's it's how it is. <laughs> we, we, we don't worry like, about like, that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to terms of trying to win, trying to trying to get to finals or or win leagues, like um, that's the way it seems to be. And and, and unfortunately, like it's, it's it's kind of like a little bit away for a grasp at the minute. Like would have would have hoped that we could have gone into that game with our strongest team. Spurs could have gone over the strongest team and 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 got to the final and and had a chance of uh, bringing some silverware home. Um, Maurizio Pochettino will be uh, 
he'll be he'll be wanting that he'll be wanting that first trophy. So that br- brings us nicely on to the game uh, against Palace. Obviously, you had a spell um, at, at uh, Palace yeah. on loan, I think it was, and then it went made made permanent as well. Yeah. H- how do you see the game going on uh, on on Sunday? Um, is it a case of Spurs back at the races, or you know more down in the dumps? I think it will be. I think they'll be back at the races. I think. I think it's, it's 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 a good thing. It's a quick turnaround, and obviously it'll be a different kind of game to what a league game would be like. It's a cup game, like so. You're going out there to maybe with a mindset of like, yeah, we want to get this over and done within one game, like. So I think it will be a cup atmosphere. Palace obviously will be wanting to win the game as well, like see, a couple of years ago they got to a cup final. So take it seriously. Club takes it seriously, and um, they've done well of late, haven't they? In the league, they, yeah, they took yeah. Liverpool away, didn't they? they? They beat City, obviously. So there's, you know, they, they've got the ability to be yeah. able to take big teams on. Definitely, and on, on, on a, a one-off, one-off game like yeah, definitely they, they can. I think they can match anybody like on their day. So um, it'd be it'd be a good game. It'd be a good 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 derby game, like London derby game uh, to, to see. I was hoping to get along, not being able to get down there, like, but. Um, Definitely looking out for the result. Um, it's a bit loyalties, I think. Like I enjoyed my time at Spurs, enjoyed my time at Palace as well. Like so it's a good little club. Um, so, but Spurs really, don't you? <laughs> but I'm hoping, I'm hoping, yeah, obviously I, I want Spurs to win some some silverware under uh, under Maurizio. Like so, totally. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Spurs get through, hopefully get through that game. Talk me through that West Ham winner. <laughs> took a big deflection like thirty yarder that bobbled along the floor after a deflection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like David James David James David James was in the net like so like it must have took like some off decent to, to beat him from Was that Robbie King's yards. first home game? <laughs> it was I got a feeling it might Robbie have been Robbie King. Robbie King it might it might have been like a it might have been his Robbie first King, home game, like, I think. Yeah. yeah. Got a feeling it was it was a it was an interesting game. It tends to be against West Ham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Always, uh, quite interesting games. Like, like, yeah, it was it was a great feeling. Like, was, I think it might have been my first league goal. I didn't score many, but it was my first league goal. I, I remember it. I remember it clearly. Like, and it was, uh, yeah, it was nice. And just on Palace, you brought them up, um, and the silverware question. I have to ask you now: How important, in your mind, do you think the FA Cup? Becomes for Spurs this weekend now, following that real disappointment of going out of the League Cup. Um, how serious, if you're Spurs sat in our position, I know you obviously play for Palace as well, how serious would you like to see Maurizio Pochettino go with his team selection? Obviously, we're decimated by injuries at the moment, but do you think you still pick his strongest available team to him for this weekend? No let up. I think, I think he has to. Like, I think he has to, like, unless he's thinking to himself that like, okay, we've got a couple of players out now that we need, we're going to need us. Strongest squad fit and ready for league games, but it's it's about the next game that comes up. Like it's 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 the FA Cup. Like everybody wants to win the FA Cup. Like you know the players the players will definitely want to be playing starting not starting eleven wanting to go out there and get the club into the next round. Like so, I'm, I'm sure the manager will probably have the same mentality. And how do you see this one going, pal? Uh, Spurs win three one. I think Palace will get a goal at home, but wow. I think Spurs will have too much for them. Come on, you Spurs. Fair play. Anthony, <laughs> pleasure, pleasure. Anthony, brilliant having Thanks, you on, pal. Thanks, really, Dan. really Thank good. So Anthony much. Gardner there, former Spurs defender, uh, there with us on Love Sport Radio. Arsenal 1, Manchester United 3 is uh, the current score. Two, maybe just under a minute to go then. The Emirates Stadium emptying very, very, very fast. It was already empty, wasn't it? It was. It was fairly empty. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to come back. 
back uh, with more of your questions. We want more of your calls as well at Love Sport. Excuse me, 0208-7025. At Love Sport Radio for your tweets. If you do want to tweet us in, we've had uh, we've had a few, and then we'll be reading them out next. Love Sport five five eight a.m. Do you like this song, Lee? Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. Fair play. Uh, I've just had an Arsenal fan uh, who's... Uh, yeah, I, I've just had an Arsenal fan who's uh, who's tweeted um, saying that they never wanted to be in the FA Cup anyway because they're getting married oh, come on. on the uh, uh, the day before, the day after the final, I think it is. And I just turned around and I said, who gets married during the football season? <laughs> Ricky Sacks, how are you? Not bad, you. Who gets married? Can I say it's, got, it's, got, it's funny now? I mean, my stag do would have been on the day of the Carabao Cup final, and I'm still gutted. I would have still been. I'm it would have been gutted. on a Sunday. Would have been on a Sunday. You must. Who goes to a stag do on a Sunday? Well, mine is Friday to Sunday, so I actually Ooh, would have missed okay. the game because of the flight. But I still wanted to go through. Still gutted as much as Lee's trying to cheer me up. Arsenal got out of the cup, so that's all right. Out of both cups, we've not even got past January yet. So uh, it's weird, didn't it? Every time Spurs lose, Arsenal yeah. seem to lose and like kind of uh, soften the blow a little bit. Uh, Jeff Knight has tweeted us in saying Poch is doing an amazing job changing players' attitudes and how they look at themselves and how they approach the game, and they are responding. They're showing some real fighters group next up is training management on how to be a uh and he's put sort of air quotes big team uh, i think yeah i think we're building to be a big team in air quotes but you know we, we, you can't you you have to earn the right to be that right you know regardless of anything else through winning trophies yeah and we're not there yet i don't think anyone's we're not kidding ourselves that we're there yet we, we're, we're trying to get there and we're doing we're doing well but we're not getting over the line yet, and we need to make some uh, a couple of additions to bolster that squad to make that happen. And you look at the you look, you look at the game coming up against Palace, for example, um, on Sunday. It, it now becomes a massive game. Massive game. I've got an ever so sort of slight question that I've been thinking about for a while. Everyone's talked about you know this the Spurs. The reason why they left White Hart Lane on you know they, they they've built a new ground is to attract the better quality player to you know to to be one of those top and I'm going to use air quotes top clubs but you know then again I've said other people I've, I've heard other people turn around going you know in terms of what, what what's the stadium going to do to, to, to bring a player in and stuff like that do you think that it will be different when you when you move to the new ground do you think it'll be better do you think it'll be easier when, when, when you move to a new stadium or is this just sort of like a bit of an urban myth difficult one I think you know I I, I I understand the philosophy and the, the thought that it should attract, but you know, for me, the demand then once we move into that stadium is definitely then you must start winning trophies because the stadium alone isn't enough. The, no, the revenue from the stadium is supposedly to, to bring in the more revenue, to pay the bigger players, to, to have more funds to do it. So you should be in a financially better position, but you've still got to win trophies because you'll still be up against those clubs in that top six that will be paying massive wages and winning trophies. I think that's the hardest thing, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day, you look at Arsenal and for all of the, you know, banter or whatever you want to call it against the rivalry uh, between us, they, they, they've done the whole stadium thing. You know, they've done it and look at what they've had to do and Wenger come out year after year after year and said, no, we have got money, I just don't want to spend it. It's kind of the same similar sort of line that's coming out of Spurs, isn't it? Let's be honest about it. Obviously, our stadium's going to be bigger. It's obviously going to be better. Um, but... 
it is the same sort of piece. You know, I think that. But when, the, the when, one thing that they've done in theirs is they've continued to win. Okay, they haven't uh, challenged no, no, the Premier did. League. They did, but they, you know, you have to give them credit. No, they no, have they continued to win. FA How many Cups? FA Cups have won three or four? They are the record holder in the FA Cups, years, now, aren't FA they? Cups. But so. the baffling thing with them was the fact that Wenger getting hammered tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, t- ten minute into ten minutes of added on time. By the way, uh, the, the Emirates. Um, I don't think I've ever seen double figures I on, have, on I, added I've, time. Do you know what? There was a point in my my sort of journalistic career where I saw double figures added time like every week. It was it was an absolute nightmare. But you know, we never actually knew what was going on behind the scenes in terms of Stan Kroenke and his, his unwillingness to spend. And and it's very strange how how you know it's sort of all come to fruition this year. Now Unai Emery wants the money, but he's not going to get it. And I just do wonder for them and sort of the future. And, and what's going to go on uh, moving on Andrew Stecker has, has tweeted and said with all the injuries and depth issues don't the real problems go back to last summer's window and the failure to add securing more depth there could have relived, uh, relieved some of the pressure on this squad feels like these days if teams aren't adding and rotating there are problems now what I want to sort of tag on to and because we we've, let's be fair we've talked about that this 25 man squad thing should it be expanded to 30 maybe but we've had 37 injuries all over this, this season so no matter how many players you've got you, you've still got to rotate. We've rotated more than anyone else. And I, we know with Poch, Lee, sorry to cut you, we know with Poch, okay, he only likes that. to really have 14, 15 players to really work with. And that sounds silly, but he's, he's a, in favour of working with a small squad so everybody gets game time. And, you know, whether it's right or wrong, that's Pochettino for you. I think 25-man squads is, is ample. It's, you know, most, most squads, two for every position. You've still got three extra slots. In that case, one and a goalkeeper and two general players. I think 25 players. Plus all your young players that you bring on is, is enough as a squad. I don't think you need 30. What, what about what about looking at it in a different way? I mean, you know, it, for example, um, we're building something, we're getting to something where it's so important for the fans that we win a trophy. So so maybe what we do is we, we concentrate on just one or two. Like, look at look, Jurgen Klopp. He got lambasted the other week for getting That's out of it. the FA Cup. Yeah. But he, he knows. But, uh, look, people might argue that he's already in a great position because he was... He's five points clear, whatever he's in the, in the, in the Premier League. So he's concentrating on that. But maybe if we just concentrate on one... Yeah. Or, or two rather than the four. I mean, look, I'm not saying that that's that's not a lack of ambition, by the way. That's just trying to be real to go, look, at the beginning of the season, what's our targets? Are we going to win all four competitions? No. But then try telling a, pro, a, a, a professional footballer to, to, to not try and not want to win. It's not in their DNA. So, you know, the fact of the matter is we are the highest points total we've ever had is this start of the season. OK, that's number one. So we are the best Premier League season so far in terms of points returned. Number two, we got to another cup semi-final. Okay, yes, we lost and we're all gutted about it, but we got there. Number three, we are still in the FA Cup, which we're going to talk about in a second. So, and number four, we are in the last sixteen of the Champions League. And by the way, we was on death's door in the Champions yeah. League this season, utter death's door, and we still qualify. Now the reality is, squad or not, and and I get everyone's point is if we'd have invested, if we'd have got about, if if if, but what happens if we? Had, not gone out on penalties last night and won. And what happens, you know, it's all if and buts. It's fine margins in this game. And the reality is no one can deny that the football that we're playing and the, the progression that we've had under Potocino and under this regime has progressed without a shadow of a doubt. On Palace, as we're going to talk about them now. Now, as we understand, team news, Harry, Ken and Dele Alli are continuing their early stages of rehabilitation. We know Tosoku will be assessed by medical staff ahead of Sunday. Ben Davis is continuing assessment with medical staff and it's unavailable for the weekend. I feel it's only right we've only got six or seven minutes left to kind of look into Palace more deeply. For me, I've said I want to see Spurs play their strongest available team. What that will be, 
remains to be seen as we understand Danny Rose should also be in that squad. I highly doubt, Jace, he'll start given the way he put in so many minutes against Chelsea and but came Davis off clattered. He's injured, isn't he? Davis is injured as well. I don't know if Rose will play, though. I think KWP. this could be an opportunity for Sanchez to come back in. Well, probably, KWP. Probably be Trippier comes back at right back Is and um, and uh, Carl Walker-Peters goes in at left back. So I'm sure that's what he'll do. He said today, didn't he, it's, he'll rotate at yep. the weekend. That's right. The, 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 <laughs> The funny, thing is funny when, with... <laughs> the funny thing is, when people talk about squad depths and, you know, Pochettino should have rotated more and if we'd have had more options, we could have done that. And, and, and you hear all of that and then you'll think we've got Watford on Wednesday night, we've yep. got Palace Sunday, but every fan will want us to pick our strongest team. They won't want exactly. the team rotated. Well, Arenta exactly. has to start 10 goals in his last 11 games. Well, unless that, Lucas Moura that... goes through the middle and gets 90 minutes and, and you play that way. But, Good news know, is Lucas we haven't Moore even mentioned it. For we have Lamella. to mention Sonny. We've not even mentioned it on this show. Sonny's obviously been knocked out with South Korea. We don't obviously. I know, Jace, you're concerned because of the mental state he could be in because we're not getting back a, a happy Sonny. But no, he must know the importance of our coming back get, to this Spurs team now is for him. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm always pleased to see Sonny back. You know, I just think there's that what we never think of is the human part, and Sonny's gone to a Africa. Uh, Asian Cup, where he's the star attraction, the whole weight of Korea is on his shoulders and he's failed to score in the three games and he will be the one that the Korean nation singles out as letting them down, just as England used to have it with Rooney all the time. On, and that sister, can have an impact on Sonny. So for me, I'd have sooner him played one less game for Tottenham but come back absolutely buzzing than being a disappointed Sonny. Can I just uh, can I just give you the full time update? Arsenal are out of uh, the FA Cup. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> well, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for the Both from only January, the domestic out cups. Out of the, uh, the FA Cup, they've been beaten 3 1 by Manchester United. 8 out of 8 for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So it's a bit of. If it gives you a bit of. Um, bit, bit sort of, uh, of, of. Not solace, but, you know, I don't see. I can't see them not hiring. Nine nine games, nine wins. There's no chance Poch is getting that United job. It's, it's not even it's not even old Poch can have it if he wants it anymore because it's Solskjaer's job. Rest easy, Spurs fans. If, if you lo- if you love this belief of the Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and the philosophy, brilliant. Because um, you've still got Poch. Bristol City two, Bolton Wanderers one is a final score as well. It's a long drive back uh, to Lancashire for them uh, or Manchester. In fact, not Lancashire, Manchester for them. Uh, Trotters fans. Very quickly, um, we had Adam who called in. For the U- from the USA um, and uh, Adam basically we, we couldn't bring him on but he has suggested something and we've completely forgotten to do it this week is um, is is you know the music theme and he's actually suggested Paddy Paddy what was it he suggested just tell me in my ear pal Vintage Disco Vintage Disco selected by Adam oh, from nice the USA one, nice one. so Get your requests in for next week. Um, uh, tweet him at last, uh, last word on Spurs. Get him into Rick, and we'll endeavour to get Paddy to bring out his, uh, his seven-inch final for next oh, week. Oh God, Ricky! Back to Thursday, obviously next week. Can I just say a massive, massive thank you to every single person that sent in a listener question this week. We thank haven't you. got round to getting them all obviously answered. Over fifty. I can't thank you enough again, guys, for all the contribution. You're amazing. We love doing the show. We love being here. Aaron is always fabulous. So me, me and Aaron's having a tear up early, weren't we? That's why we didn't well, get to listen to questions. We're, 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 we're off to make up now. <laughs> we're we're going to bounce back against Palace. What are we saying about the Palace? What are we saying about the Palace? I'm going for 3-1 Spurs. Shirt numbers, less than 300, we win. 1-0 uh, Tottenham. Three field goals to one for the Tottenham Hotspurs. It's Love's Pavilion <laughs> with your franchise. Up the Have Spurs. a great weekend.
Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.